this is PHNX Cardinals Live Take 2. Welcome to the PHNX Cardinals Live Podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. This is preseason, so we're allowed to do crazy shit like this. We're the first link. <laughs> Doesn't look work, Bo Brock, and we're running it back. But in all seriousness, we're excited Preseason finale tomorrow. Thank the good Lord above. Cards at Titans cut down to 53. And here we are, myself and my counterpart here, ready to predict the final roster for AZ. Yeah, we were just feeling ourselves. We felt like, hey, we can try to get a good grasp of who the 53 individuals are going to be that are going to move forward with this Arizona Cardinals team. You know, the cut down day, it's going to happen on Tuesday afternoon, I believe one o'clock Arizona time. But why not do it the Friday before the preseason finale? Because we feel like we know better than the team. No, I don't think we do. But uh, there's some interesting Maybe roster sometime. battles going on. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some position battles that continue. And Saturday, Johnny, it's going to be huge. It's going to be paramount for some of these guys to grab some of those jobs. Yeah, absolutely, and and uh, much to uh, you know speculation. Andy Isabella did not cut our link first time around to make sure that we <laughs> wouldn't keep him off the roster. But I mean, pass rusher is a, a position to watch for. Of course, wide receiver, maybe some depth on the offensive and defensive line, and of course that running back group that has four or five different backs that could all make the team, or the team could decide keep only three backs. The speculation runs rampant. And that's where we're going to start our show. But let's get to some of your comments. And everybody wants to talk about Chandler Wooten off the top of the show. Bo Brock, undrafted free agent out of Auburn, inside linebacker, had that pick last week, tweeted out, you know, a very positive tweet that some would lead you to believe that he is making the final 53-man roster for this club, Bo Brock. And I would say it would be a gross, gross act for Steve Kime and company to cut this young man, knowing his upside, when compared to some of these other veterans that we've seen that, let's be honest, they're just not overly impressive. Yeah, and, and Wooten has been a guy that's been kind of handcuffed by lack of playing time, you know, not only in the preseason games. He doesn't get in, in there until the second half, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, also in training camp. I mean, it's just been a guy that he hasn't seen the field that often, and he became an immediate darling, of course, Baltimore in that game preseason week two. He had two TFLs. He had the pick that hit him right between the five and the zero, and then after that, he had Brian Baldinger, a very well-respected NFL analyst, break his film down as somebody that you had the pleasure of talking to at White's Image, who I did. you trust his thoughts on Wooten, and you also have to trust his thoughts on this defensive line, which is an interesting group as well. Wouldn't it be ironic? Cardinals spend all these premium picks on inside linebackers, and then they get an undrafted kid from the SEC, just <laughs> comes in and, and makes a name for himself. And I think... You know, looking at Wooten not only this year, but in future years, like, you know, hopefully we're knocking on wood. Zayvon Collins works out. Nick Vigil's on a one-year deal. Maybe Wooten, like once upon a time, an underserved guy like Gerald Hayes comes in and produces. So uh, we're excited about that. Knock on wood, he makes the team. The question is, Bo Brock, did he make our final 53-man rosters as we're going to go position group by position group? Please give us your thoughts, comments in the chat. Uh, like this video on YouTube, and we're going to go ahead and get started, Bullbrock, with the quarterback group, and I will let you kick us off. Who makes the team for AZ? <laughs> I really like what I've seen in practice from this number one guy. I think he's yeah, pretty he's, good. I think he's got a. He's one to watch. 
He's got some upside. Uh, it's the biggest layup of this uh, roster projection. The quarterback group, I had mentioned it yesterday. Cliff is pretty much, it's a foregone conclusion at this point. They're going to keep three guys because yeah. Cliff Kingsbury is an advocate for the quarterback position. Like the quarterback position needed an advocate. But he says, hey, it's because, uh, you know, I played the, the QB spot. I'm going to carve out what we used to see in the NFL ranks, three quarterbacks on every roster. Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy, Trace McSorley. I've seen some um, kind of an underground groundswell for uh, Jared Garantano, which is strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's McSorley, it's McCoy, it's Murray. That's the easiest uh, roster position production we're going to have. Yeah, well, we were just talking about it two weeks ago. Like, I was banging the drum. Probably should keep Trace McSorley after the Bengals game, and then he laid a stinker at home last week against the Ravens. And you're like, okay, maybe not. Don't keep him around. But it's kind of been led to believe by Cliff Kingsbury and company, like they're going to keep him on the active roster. And I think that says one of two things. Number one, there's concern that with this, you know, very much pandemic world we still live in with COVID and COVID protocols still in place to some degree, Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy get COVID. You need another quarterback who knows the system. Um, And then also I would say they're not, at all confident that if they were to subject somebody like Trace McSorley to waivers, that he would make it to their practice squad. I think this solidifies it. If they they knew Trace McSorley could hang on their practice squad until they needed him, they would put him there and they wouldn't waste the roster spot. So maybe that maybe that speaks to their confidence in him. Arizona Animal in the chat says McSorley is a waste of a spot. We feel that way until Colt McCoy goes down, until Kyler Murray has to miss a game or two. And they need a backup. And here's what I'll say about Trace McSorley. We mentioned this on an earlier pod this week, Bo Brock. Mm-hmm. I have seen bad, worse backups for Arizona. And that's not a ringing endorsement. But Chris Strevler comes to mind who had no business being on an active NFL roster. Right? So at least for Trace McSorley, he can move around. He's mobile. His arm's not not bad. His accuracy shoddy. But you know what? If it wasn't shoddy, he'd be a starting quarterback somewhere. So I think – for I, there are years he he would probably be better than a lot of like number two quarterbacks on the Arizona Cardinal mm-hmm. roster, but they have this thing called Colt McCoy, who's a made man after what he did last year. So I'm with you. I think Trace McSorley makes the team. There's three roster spots cooped up now. And uh, what do you say we make our way, Bo Brock, to the running back room now? And outside of James Conner, RB1 for AZ, I, I don't know what to think of this room. Daryl Williams has been... MIA in terms of live action, you know, Benjamin was called could be an RB one, according to Cliff Kingsbury in the preseason and training camp. I don't know if we want to believe anything he says. And then Jonathan Ward had a nice game. He's banged up. We're high on Keonta Ingram. How do you see this room shaking out? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep it at four for right now. And that's, that's where things get dicey. And you're trying to pick your best four. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm pretty much gonna go with what we've been saying all preseason long. James Conner, obviously RB one. You go with the vet RB two, third down guy for the most part, Daryl Williams. I know he's had a quiet camp, but you know, you know what he's gonna look like once the lights get brighter in the regular season. Eno Benjamin, also a quiet preseason for him, but after a a pretty loud, you know, just off season OTAs and camp, um, you know, Eno makes this team, and then I think you go with Keontae Ingram over. Jonathan Ward, and I know Ward brings a lot of special teams, and I know Ward's been ahead of Keontae on the depth chart as far as preseason playing. But when it comes down to it, you know, if you get it, if you get banged up, if Jay Connor misses time, if Daryl Williams or Eno Benjamin misses time, I think you would 
you much rather see Keontae step in there. You're, there's going to be a bunch of guys on this team that are on it because of their ability to play teams. You don't have to rely too much on Jonathan Ward. I think as far as the kick return game, the punt return game, like you're going to have guys that can do that. I think Jonathan Ward is the odd man out here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think it's foolish for the people who are pushing for only three backs, especially when you're going to be down DeAndre Hopkins. I think this team wants to run the ball early and often to begin the season. <clears throat> They've got two road graders now at guard, and this is not a knock on Justin Pugh, but Cody Ford and Will Hernandez's strengths are, are running the football, and you want to play to that. You do not want to let these guys sit back and pass pro uh, you know, every other snap. And so I, I think the best version of Cliff Kingsbury is when he has a clear mindset that Running the ball sets up the pass for Kyler Murray and company and allows Kyler Murray to be even more dangerous with his legs. And I've seen this team be down two or three backs midseason. I, I think it would be absolutely foolish, number one, to go without four backs and number two, to get rid of Keontae Ingram. Keontae Ingram, I think, has the most upside to be a poor man's James Conner than anybody else in this backfield. And Daryl Williams, right now, Kansas City, word on the street is they're cutting Ronald Jones. So they're in they're they're in the market for somebody like Daryl Williams, and I would not be surprised if the Cardinals were keen to that and they mm-hmm. could see Daryl Williams back week one. So I think based on that, Bo Brock and that news, I don't think Daryl Williams is going anywhere because I think he'd end up right back in Kansas City. So I'm going to go with the consensus with you in the chat. I think it's I don't care who's behind James Connor. I just want these four on the roster: Connor, Williams, Eno, and Keontae Ingram, who I, who I think has a chance to get real real good, real fast, especially like in the next year, let him grow into a role as RB2, et cetera. So we're going to skip over receivers for now. It's the now, ultimate. I will. Let me, let me say this. I mean, our, our guy Ingram, he admitted he doesn't, he never played special teams. This is a guy who's been RB, he's been RB1 everywhere he goes. But like I said, to my point, it's like, they're not going to rely on him to play special teams. You know, he's going to be a guy that's going to be on the roster. He's going to get a lot of reps in practice. Is probably with the scout team. Same thing with McSorley. And it's like it's going to it's going to sharpen this defense up a little bit, and then have also some guys you can fall back on when your top tier talent inevitably get injured. All right, let's get to. The, are we getting to the tight ends? Is that what you said? Jeff Rogers is very good at his job. I'll oh, just say I love that. Jeff yes. Rogers. It's like yes. the lone holdover from 2018. Like the only good thing that came out of that tight end. It is. Okay, uh, pretty easy. I think you keep three of them. I like yep. what I've seen from Steven Anderson, but, you know, it's it's tough to crack this rotation. It's the deepest, uh, you know, it's ever been. Uh, Zach Ertz, hopefully Definitely. he's it, – it, it, Cliff Kingsbury didn't think it was going to be a long-term issue with the calf. We see him in Nashville buddying up with Trey McBride. That's your other he's tight fine. end, and then Max Williams is back. <clears throat> uh, the best blocking tight end that they've had in a long time. So, love it. There, there you go. Ertz, Williams, McBride. Uh, a pretty solid tight end trio. Could you imagine if you were to go back in time and talk to you and I this time last year and they and you would have said <laughs> the Cardinals, Max Williams is going to be on the team next year, but he's going to be third string. And you'd be like, holy shit, who did they get at tight end <laughs> to push Max Williams down to third string? And Max Williams had a phenomenal start to the season last year. Well, they got one of the best tight ends in recent memory in Zach Ertz, who was the number one targeted tight end in the NFL when the Cardinals made the move for him last year. And they have the best tight end in the draft. I, I don't care what Mr. Likely did on Saturday night last week. Still give me Trey McBride, who is going to ball out this season. It is the deepest position group on the team. Good hell, when did we ever thought we would say that? I have confidence in all three of these guys for very different reasons. I think they complement each other's skill set exceptionally well. Um, and I think Max Williams is going to be put in a position where he can just get in people's faces and get back to doing what he does best. And that's, and that's blocking. So 
God love it. God love to see it, I should say. Uh, and we're moving right now to another position group that's got some quality depth, the offensive line. And, Bo, um, Cardinals made a move last week, of course, with the acquisition of Cody Ford, I should say, this week. What does it mean for Justin Pugh? We, and we know he's got a stinger. Hopefully he's still planning on being on this team, on this roster. You know, there's rumblings. I think right now that Cody Ford's going to start week one, that Pugh could be out for a couple of different weeks. That's not good. But yeah. I, I'm going to see this team probably carry nine guys, no surprises. Humphreys, when the offensive line is healthy, it's Humphreys, Pugh, Hudson, Will Hernandez, and Kelvin Beecham. And then there's mm-hmm. a second unit that consists of Sean Harlow, who I think they'd be confident in him starting a game or two. Josh Jones, who's ready to start now at either left or right tackle. Cody Ford, the aforementioned guard. And then Josh Miles has, I think, eclipsed Justin mm-hmm. Murray, who is the odd man out. They're not going to carry 10 linemen. I've, I Murray hasn't even been out there. Uh, he's, I think, you know, coming off that injury, just never was the same. Had a really nice uh, second year for Cliff Kingsbury. They signed him to the extension. It never worked out. So save a little bit of coin, about $2.3 million. You cut Justin Murray. I think he carried nine offensive linemen. What do you think? Yeah, I think nine, but I've got uh, nine different names. I mean, for the most part, like the, the starting unit, you've got, as you mentioned, Humphreys and Beecham as your bookends, and then you've got your guys in the middle and Will Hernandez and, and Pew, and then you add Cody Ford to that mix. Of course, you've got Rodney Hudson. You've got Sean Harlow, who's carved out a spot for himself, Josh Jones. Uh, and then you look at two guys. I mean, I don't know what the Arizona Cardinals are going to do as far oh, as I forgot about players. Marquise Hayes. I forgot Marquise about Marquise Hayes. About and, yeah. Exactly. Marquise Hayes. And we'll see what they do with uh, Lysidia Smith. I don't think, you know, he, he was a draft pick. I don't know if he makes the roster. He's got some position versatility. He's kind of been kind of just a, a preseason lineman. I, I just think Miles and, and Murray are the are two odd men out there because, you know, 10, 10 is a bunch uh, of guys to keep. And you, you just got to figure out how you're going to work these guys. Do they find their way? Does Pew or Hayes find their way on, you know, the IR with yeah. a with the chance to return with a designation to return, but as of right now, the, for our exercise, we're going with those guys that are on the active roster just out oh, of the gates, man. just because we don't have, know the severity. I'm gonna have to make a change because there's no way I'm I'm leaving Marquise Hayes off this roster. No right. flipping chance. So I'm gonna have to roll with ten linemen or maybe nine and cheat and say Pew's going on IR. Because um, <laughs> I feel like you have to have four tackles, don't you? Because who else can play tackle outside of Josh Jones as a backup? Well, like, Cody can, Ford. Yeah, I don't think you want to do that though. Okay, well here I'm gonna. It's cheat. in a. Bu- I make- mean, that's exactly what Cliff Kingsbury said he was. He's he's the he's the guy. He's gonna play guard. He's gonna primarily play guard with the, the option. You know, in a pinch, he can play some tackle. I mean, and I think that's what All you right. want. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm so sorry, Marquise Hayes. Uh, you're back on. The, you've made that. You've remade the team, <laughs> Josh Miles. You're off the team. Uh, and uh, we're going to continue Egon. on to this defense. Egon, to defensive line. And, man, I was putting my list together, Bo, and we'll start with you. But quickly, like, I, I'm still pretty concerned. You see these names on paper. I think even more so in the secondary. This is the – and it's not – no disrespect. This is going to come off that way, but I think it's the least talented position group on the Cardinal roster. As far as the defensive secondary, is that what you're talking about? Defensive, yeah, defensive I mean, line. Defensive line. Defense – well, I mean, Brian Baldinger said he was he was encouraged with yeah. it. I think he's like mm-hmm. the progression, the development of guys like Rashard Lawrence, who continues to start. It looks like he'll probably get some snaps tomorrow. Uh, let's start with the interior of that defensive line. I mean, Lawrence, Lecky Foe, too. 
Uh, and then you've got kind of your ends uh, in, in J.J. Watt, Zach Allen, Michael Dogby. I mean, those, those are my five kind of interior guys uh, with, you know, you're trying to figure out are they, you know, fringe roster type. And, and maybe we'll get to this at the end if we want to add uh, like like a Ringo or um, a Ledbetter, guys who have who've played well in the preseason. Uh, but right now I'm looking at Lawrence Foto, Watt, Allen, Dogby is as your as your five guys for sure that are going to be playing in the teeth of that defensive line. Yeah, I man, I feel like you, you, with the lack of of I think solidified proven talent in this group, I am tempted to add another body just in case. And this is I think this is going to be the position group that's most fluid throughout the season. They could claim people, right? They could trade for somebody, you know, interchangeable guys like like it always is. This is one of the most interchangeable position groups on the team. I'm going to keep six, and I'm going to add to your group. Same five you've got, Dogby, Fotu, Lawrence, Allen, Watt. I'm going to add a Ledbetter because he's played well in the preseason. I just feel like this group needs to be fresh, and Watt's going to be on a pitch count. I, there's no there's no reason to believe he's going to play 90-plus percent of the snaps unless they're outside of their mind. I want to see Zach Allen break out. just hasn't happened yet. I, he's unblockable in practice. Great. Go play 17 games and kick ass and make a Pro Bowl, and then we can talk about me feeling better about this group. So I'm carrying six there, which means i got to trim a player uh, as we continue on. We're going to hold off on outside linebacker, talk about that in a little bit. But another interesting position group, Bull Brock, inside linebacker led by – 16th overall pick last year, Zayvon Collins. That's right. Zayvon Collins is is really the guy that they're going to rely upon to take a big step forward because outside of it, it's just a couple ham sandwiches, right? I mean, we can we can wax poetic about Chandler Wooten and does he make my group? We'll find out right now. Nick Vigil makes that group as as well as Tanner Vallejo. They clearly like Vallejo and what he brings to to teams. And uh, Zeke Turner is going to make this group. And, and I do have Wooten making the crew uh so that pushes it to five inside linebackers i'm not including isaiah simmons in my inside linebacker uh position group because i've got him more as a safety despite him with the designation of star linebacker yeah i i listen i'm not including isaiah simmons either he's he's in the secondary i have only got four in this group there this is where i'm going to trim it down a little bit i'm going to get rid of so Nick Vigil, Zayvon Collins, they're safe. I'm not cutting Wooten. He's got to be safe. So it comes down to Tanner Vallejo, Zeke Turner, who is more valuable. I think Tanner Vallejo is more valuable based on the fact that where he was on the depth chart last year. I'm going to say Zeke Turner gets the boot. They're going to go with the younger guy, the cheaper guy. I mean, think about Wooten's making no money, right? Um, probably one of the lowest salaries on the roster. And I think a much higher upside with a chance to start next year if he continues to play well. Uh, so goodbye, Zeke Turner. Uh, I'm trimming it down as we move to maybe the most polarizing position group on the Cardinals, and that's the secondary, specifically cornerback, Bo. Yeah, and I'm glad that the chat isn't saying, hey, where the hell is Joe Walker? Is that, yeah, he didn't make the cut as He's far as Johnny. Goodbye. Yeah, he, he gone. Uh, cornerback Byron Murphy Jr., Marco Wilson. We'll figure out what's going on with Antonio Hamilton, but we'll just kind of just uh, play like he's going to be healthy to start the season. So those are your three corners. Uh, Christian Matthew has had a solid camp. Still a long way to go. I'm not. I, I'm hoping the Arizona Cardinals aren't going to rely on him on big snaps and Josh Jackson. Um, but there, there's probably room for like a Jace Whitaker. I'm not putting him on my roster yeah. right now. 
but uh, yeah, it's it's rough. I, I have to. I don't know if we just leave a spot open for a, a future move here. But as of right now, these are the five guys I'm going with: Murph, Wilson, Hamilton, Matthew, Jackson. We got some Zeke Turner stains in the chat. Listen, guys, it's apple and oranges. <laughs> I just I'm going off the fact that I think Vance Joseph feels more comfortable with Tanner Vallejo playing inside backer than Zeke Turner. He played over him last year. And that supersedes special teams. And I, Tanner's fine on special teams. That, you know, what matters is offense and defense. And then you supplement on special teams the best you can. Secondary, cornerback, it's rough. Uh, same top four right now. B. Murph, Antonio Hamilton are your top two corners. Marco Wilson, Josh Jackson rounded out. I don't think Christian Matthew makes the team. I think they cut hmm. him with the wow. op- option. He may make it initially, maybe one of those cruel moves where he makes it and then they claim somebody and then he's cut. So I'm going to leave sure. him off right okay. now just, just because I feel like that fifth spot is up for grabs and potentially a sixth corner, but they like to stash veterans throughout the season on their practice squad like a Prince of Mucamera to see if they can play. Rajul Douglas, ring a bell. Um, so I, I would say they're going to the, – of the names that we have thus far, I think only four make the final, and then they add somebody. How can they not add somebody? Because yeah. I, they don't want Christian Matthew playing snaps this year. And again, yeah. he, he may turn into something. No, I don't think anybody's claiming Christian Matthew. I think he makes it to the practice squad. Yeah, I mean, he, he flew on the radar all draft process, went to Valdosta yeah. State. I mean, the only teams that could potentially uh, pick him up are teams he's played against. Guys that, you know, teams got an extended look at him. You know, it's going to be Cincinnati, it's going to be Baltimore, it's going to be Tennessee. Because other than that, you know, unless somebody fell in love with him in the draft process and is like what they've seen, you know, I think he can fly under the radar enough. But, you know, you're bending the rules. I'm playing by the rules. You're, stash, you're, you're taking him off the roster. And, I'm cheating uh, in, in place of uh, of Jalen Ramsey and the future deal that they make. No, I'm just kidding. It's like what I you used got- <laughs> to do in, in high school is pass back the Scantrons. That's right. Do a little bit of this right here quickly when the teacher's out. That's what I'm doing. You know, I'm a, I'm a man's man, every man. Cheater, cheater. <laughs> He's, uh, probably outside of the, uh, I mean, outside of the quarterback room, the safety room gets pretty easy. You've got Buddha, you've got Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons, and then I probably... I probably go James Wiggins over Deontay Thompson. Um, you know, it's not. It's I'm. I'm not trying to figure. I'm not being trying to be too cute. I think that we just know more about Thompson. I would probably err on the side of maybe you have more potential out of Wiggins. I and that's not even. It's your fourth safety. I'm not. He didn't look great. Neither Deontay Thompson. No, they don't. They both look like crap. How bad that secondary looked in the second half and all day to throw. I think Baker Washington looked bad too. Like, I just don't. It's not a good group after the top three. Yeah, it's just flip a coin. Baker, Jalen Thompson, Isaiah Simmons. And then I'd probably put Charles Washington based on his experience. Everybody's bitching at me over special teams. Okay, Charles Washington's (laughs) the best special teamer on that group. Congratulations, everybody. We did it. We ha- we can cover a flipping <laughs> kick now, um, but it you know we're we're we have no no crazy cuts yet. Um, it kind of you know we haven't gone to the outside linebacker group. We haven't gone receiver. I think we can skip past specialists: Prater, Andy Lee, Aaron Brewer. Uh, yep. You know, fingers crossed, nothing goes awry there. But we are going to talk about outside linebacker, and we are going to talk about receiver. But first, we're going to talk about DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook app. College football is back tomorrow. Bet on it. You know you want to. Just five dollars on any college football game. Get $200 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX. Uh, bet against the Illini. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. Bet against 
Pittsburgh against West Virginia. Make some coin on DraftKings using promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in my DraftKings pick of the week. What else would it be? Cards money line, baby, at Tennessee tomorrow. Cards are a dog. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Take it. Get some plus money uh, and enjoy it because Cards been kicking kicking some ass at that joint practice. So I'm solely going off of that <laughs> as the, to the reason why they're going to win. I want to see Trace play like four quarters. Screw it. You know, you're, you want to be CB, uh, QB3? Go out and put up 30-plus points, Trace. I guess. I mean, he's he's gonna outplay Malik Willis. Is the, is it Trace Malik oh, Willis no, game? No, it's Malik. I love Malik. Don't do it to us, Malik. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, are we continuing our, our roster projections here? I think let's do I it. Think we're ready. Uh, let's get into. Uh, do, let's go back to the, the offense and in a position group that's a hot button issue. With we we can't include DeAndre Hopkins. He's not going to be on the fifty three for the first six weeks of the season because of his suspension. Uh, so here's what it looks like. It's it's pretty much pretty easy with the four top guys, right? It's Marquise Hollywood Brown, it's AJ Green, it's Rondell Moore, and Greg Dorch. I think that those are the guys that you can just hang your hat on and say, okay, they made the team. Now let's look at the rest of this. I think Andy Isabella makes this team, and so does Victor Bolden Jr. Is your top six guys? I don't think they carry six wideouts to begin the season. I think they carry five. I don't think Bolden makes the team. And then I think you got a really hard decision to make with Andy um, when Hopkins comes back. But I think lean on running back, lean on offensive line depth, run the football, five wideouts is too many. I don't know how beneficial Victor Bolden Jr. is going to be on special teams either. It's for all the people banging on me for special teams. I'm looking out for you here um, <laughs> because I'm I'm going less one less wide receiver because in my next position group, I'm keeping six outside linebackers because I just don't I don't know what to do with myself, Bo Brock. I am keeping all of the rotational linebackers, the two rookies, that being Cameron Thomas, Mize Sanders. I'm keeping the starters and Marcus Golden, Devon Kennard, and I'm keeping the backups, Dennis Gardeck and Victor Dumakeji, because I am going with depth on defense, defensive line, pass rushers, because I am scared this group is going to fall apart. And so you I might as you- well go ahead. I think you're just you're keeping with the ability of Zaven and Isaiah Simmons and the expectation that they're going to get some reps off the edge. Why would you keep so many outside linebackers? I get it, Golden, right? I get Gardeck. You just gave him a three-year, twelve million dollar deal. Ajay Sanders and Cameron Thomas. You've invested draft picks into and Duma Kagey. You love what you've seen. He's forced the issue. Devon Carnard is out in my roster projection. I've got five outside linebackers, and then you've got those two guys in, in Zavin and Isaiah that you're going to see in special packages get after the quarterback. When you have this much uncertainty on a defense and all this, all the departures that they've had, like Cliff, say what you want about Cliff. He's a made man. Kyler you want Murray. to see Devon Kennard get after I the quarterback don't. instead of I Isaiah don't. Simmons? Or I, don't, but I, don't, I don't think Vance and company trust themselves to, to play these young guys. I don't think they trust themselves – to get the most out of this unit. And I think they're, this is, this is playing scared a little bit. We're like, we have to keep everybody because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how Dennis Gardeck would project over 17 games because the sample size is small. And maybe the contract we gave him was a mistake. We have to justify, you know, the rookies, they got to get snaps, but Victor DiMicagi is forcing himself on this roster. We can't cut him. The defensive line. What if walk goes down? We got to have people familiar with our scheme, the offense, the, the top end talent of this team is on offense. The offense will be fine with one less body at receiver, with one less body, even if you had to do it at, at running back. 
I am scared for this defense because even if you're figuring like a lot of this, you know, borderline 53 man roster talent is meh, familiarity is big for them. And a lot of these guys have been in the house with Vance for a long time and they have shown a lack of urgency, no sense of urgency really to add outside pieces defensively. I think that's because Vance's defense is hard to pick up and they don't trust anybody else. So keep, keep with what you know, whereas the offense, the offense can do more with less. The defense needs all the help it can get. And I think Devon Kennard would be picked up by somebody. Fine. And they can find out that he's useless as far as, you know, actual regular season games. I mean, he's had his opportunity. (laughs) I mean, come on. You've got some hungry young guys in there. You've got a good mix. Like, are you really going to give away snaps in a regular season game to to Devon Kennard where you you kind of, you know what you're going to do? I have seen... Vance Joseph do that for three years. Why didn't he play Isaiah Simmons or Zayvon Cott? That's who he is. Let me play. How many? Vance, how deep is this rotation? Who's going to get into a rhythm with those that many guys on your is, is, is I don't pass think, rushers? I, don't think, I mean, it's, I don't think Cam Thomas is playing much at all this year defensively. Well, I think Cam Thomas also can slip inside too, just because he's got a little bit more sure, beef on him I, than the other guys. I but I don't think uh, he plays at all. I I dis I disagree with that. I mean, I don't. I, He's playing late what, into the fourth what this, quarter. This team, this team, and their what they want to do as far as not slumping at the end of the year, going and and riding with Devon Kennard instead of getting some young players reps and up to speed. You know, by the end of the season, by the time it's actually clutch time, you know they're going to just suffer the same fate as they have the last two seasons. They need to get those guys up to speed. I think that. You know, they want to include Isaiah. They define that as part of his role. Zayvon Collins, we've seen him with the pass rushers during training camp as well. You know, his primary position is inside. But with those guys having the ability to do that, there's no sense in having that many those many guys on your roster. I just find it interesting. I mean, you've got – right now you're taking five receivers. You're taking three tight ends. You know, you've, you've got the four running backs, and, and, and you're putting most – you're not carrying that. I think how many four four corners. So you're you're putting a lot on the offensive line and just guys to have on the sidelines. Like where you should have to, if if you're a coach, you should be able to identify who's going to be making plays for you and who's not. You shouldn't have to do that by the time of the regular season. Like oh, we'll see if Devon's the hot hand or if Maje Sanders is. The That's hot exactly hand. what he's going to do. I I've watched not. Vance Joseph do that for the better part of three and a half or for three years in Arizona. They are going to let me give you an analogy. They are going. It's like when you get when you get broken up with with your girl, right? And and you have to overcompensate. <laughs> so you go and you go to the gym and you're wearing tight clothes out, right? They're overcompensating a pass rusher. Well, we're shit. We're just going to keep six guys because we didn't pick one singular guy to replace Chandler Jones. It's going to be a group effort, a team effort because they don't have that one guy. And by the way, Marcus Golden's not practicing right now. We assume that's a hold in. But that could be an injury that carries into the season. We don't like there's a small percentage, but this percentage nonetheless. What if that's the case? You're definitely keeping everybody then. So I think they're overcompensating it at outside pass rusher. I, I don't like how he handles rookies and young players. I've been on the record. This is not what I would do, but I'm trying to do my best fast forward, you know, five days from now to project yeah. what Mr. Vance be, Joseph would do. Be careful. Don't, don't try to get too much into his mindset because I, I, just I, I want my, him. I want my old pal Johnny in his forward thinking as far as this roster goes. Oh, 
I just look if you can't if you I would have already traded for Robert Quinn by now. If you if you if you invest two third round picks into the pass rush position, and you're going to give snaps two inside backers in the top twenty, and neither of them paid twenty five percent of the snaps their first year. (laughs) And these guys were at the back end of the third round. There's no chance, no chance that he favors them over the veterans. Zero. I hope you're wrong. I hope you're he wrong. A, he cliffs a dirty dog. Mance. <laughs> Mance is an, uh, I call Shane Diefenbacher rat bastard on, yeah. on PHNX bets. That could be Mance Joseph. It's like, Mance, play the kids, man. Uh, if it's, if, if it's going to drive you drinking, let me suggest uh, check out Four Peaks. Four oh, Peaks, you know of course, one of our partners. Uh, we're doing our last Wednesday over at Four Peaks next week. Come hang with us. The entire PHNX crew is going to be hanging out there. Yeah, look at this. Live from Four Peaks Brewing Company all day, August 31st. It's going to be Phoenix PHNX Coyotes, PHNX Bets with Shane and Johnny, PHNX Suns, Sun Devils, Cardinals, and D-backs hanging out, drinking beers, and just talking Valley sports all day long. Might as well win some free stuff as well. Enter to win the taste of the toast of the month sweepstakes. You can win that $50 four peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice. Also, you get a PHNX annual membership. Just go to gophnx.com, click the link in the show notes. Got to be 21 years or older if you're drinking your sorrows away because Vance Joseph can't decide which pass rusher he wants to play. And it's going to probably be the veteran over the young guy. So enjoy responsibly. All right, let's get into this. The Arizona Cardinals, Johnny, their preseason finale is tomorrow. It's Saturday evening against the Tennessee Titans. Here are the top three things we're looking for in Nashville. All right, number three for the Arizona Cardinals, the running back battle. Who's it going to be behind James Conner, the Valley native, you know, Benjamin? Jonathan Ward coming off injury. Ingram, the sixth rounder, who we all like, or Daryl Williams, who could be cut. I'm going to say they're going to go with Williams, Ingram, and Eno, Ward is the odd man out. What we were just talking about, the pass rush. We've seen some nice things this preseason and training camp from Dumakeji, Majay Sanders. Now we see, need to see this group finish strong. Johnny, this is my number two thing we want to see in the Cardinals preseason finale. Pressure from this rotation to continue to make us feel better about replacing Chandler Jones. And lastly, the number one, it's all top of everybody's mind. Andy Isabella, can he make a push for this 53-man roster? Does he get traded? Can he save himself in his NFL career? Or is he bound to be released ahead of next Tuesday's cuts down to 53? I think I think he plays well with Trace McSorley. I think he's on this roster or another active roster. But I'll put my money on him residing in AZ this fall, Bo. Check out the PHNX Cardinals postgame show for the preseason finale. Immediately after that uh, final whistle there, Johnny, let's continue to get into those points that we just made. Uh, number three that you mentioned, the uh, as far as the running back room, we're, we're seeing more. We talked about it a little bit. We're both carrying four. Uh, you know, Jonathan Ward, he's got the AC joint issue. We'll see if, if he's going to see some time come tomorrow. I, I'd like to see a little bit of Eno Benjamin before, you know, he calls it a preseason and goes into the regular season because there, there's high expectations. There was a lot of hype surrounding Eno. And, you know, outside of maybe one run that was set up by a nice block by Trey McBride last week and John J- Josh Jones, uh, we haven't seen much from Eno. No, uh, I don't know if they're saving him. I mean, like Cliff was talking about Eno being an RB1 in June. Is that is that still a thing? Do we think he's an RB1? <laughs> I, think, I think he's worth a roster spot, and I think he gives you some physical presence in the interior 
of your offensive line running behind those big mo- hog mollies. But I mean, like, I like, you know, the person I want him on this team. I think he's good for the team, but like, w- would I be decimated if he got cut, demoralized? Probably not. Do I think John Ingram, ha- I think is more talented? Yes, I do. Or excuse me. Um, what's his name? Keontae, Keontae Ingram, Keontae Ingram yeah. is, is more talented, but I, you know, way more than Jonathan Ward because he's the, the lone smaller shifty back um, with, I mean, Daryl Williams has got a little bit of mix in that, but I, to, I think there's no chance Daryl Williams gets cut now because of this news out of Kansas city that Ronald Jones is out. They're like talking about field and trade offers. Andy, no one's trading for Ronald Jones. Like uh, the people put that out, by the way, everybody, if you hear we're taking calls on this guy, meaning, Hey, we're cutting him next Tuesday. If you want to give us a conditional seven. So I feel like if we hear something like that on Daryl Williams or Andy Isabella, the, the writings on the wall, they're just, they're going to be outright cut, Bo. And it's great, great news for the Arizona Cardinals, you know, in their week one opponent, you can, and I know this is not great that you make them one dimensional, but, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been a guy that struggled, you know, in his career, he, he had a pretty fast start to it, but he's, he's slowed since, you know, if you can make this, this Chiefs one dimensional and, and you're, you're begging to get just destroyed in your weak secondary, but you know, it could help. It could help you maybe get off the field a couple times and get the ball into your offense's hands instead of them, you know, being able to dial up the play action fakes and, and have, you know, what the, the Achilles heel was is this defense last year, you know, getting gashed by opposing teams run game. You know, you like to hear it. You like to hear that, you know, there's not going to be, a, a, you know, another talented back, albeit a guy who hasn't tapped into his potential in Ronald Jones, but uh, you don't want to gift wrap them. Somebody that's familiar with not only that system, but your system now after, you know, spending some training camp with the Arizona Cardinals and Daryl Williams, I completely agree. If anything's going to happen, it's not going to happen until after they take on the chiefs Let's continue our, our, what we're looking for tomorrow. Uh, you know, we, we talked about this pass rush a little bit, you know, I think that this is, this is going to be key for them to turn back the clock, you know, not to last week, but the previous week where we saw them just uh, game wreckers against the Bengals. You got to see it. And that includes guys like Jesse Lucetta, who probably aren't playing for roster spots. You know, they're, they're playing for another uh, spot elsewhere um, yeah. that they, they, they need guy. They, they had one sack against the Baltimore Ravens. We saw what zero pressure on them. And that was target practice. The, the Ravens quarterbacks were 21 for 23. You got to see more pressure from your entire front seven, including these outside linebackers. Yeah, and they're going to see a good offensive line in week one against Kansas City. Who's athletic enough to beat those tackles in, uh, what's his name, big Orlando Jones, or not Orlando Jones, but the left tackle for Kansas City that they refuse to pay. They've got a quality uh, combination of interior offensive linemen, um, and they've got Travis Kelsey. So who can make, who can get home against that group outside of Marcus Golden? I don't know, but I know that Victor Dumekeji right now has been the most explosive edge rusher I've seen on this Cardinal defense for the first two weeks of the preseason. And, and that should mean something. It should mean that he has earned his way. Orlando Brown Jr., thank you, pick and spreads. Uh, it should mean that he gets an opportunity to show what he's got on Sundays. And I, I like Dennis Gardeck in the role that he had before his injury. I think uh, it's like the sinker ball pitcher, right? You bring him in, he's a specialist. He can get home a couple, you know, five, seven times a year. He's not a starter because teams are going to run right at him. He's susceptible against the run. He always has been. That is somebody that you spell a starter for. And if, if this team starts Devon Kennard 17 games this year, they will struggle defensively. What I will say is that I, I still believe he will start week one, and then we'll see a combination. It'll be like musical chairs. Maybe Dumekeji starts one week. Maybe Maze Sanders gets a pity start at the end of the year, depending on where this Cardinal defense is. 
shit, maybe Isaiah Simmons moves there part-time. But what I will say is that I, I, I think more is more with this group. I don't think they feel comfortable getting rid of anybody because they have uncertainty opposite Marcus Golden. They would tell you behind closed doors, they don't feel great with Devon Kennard. But the way this draft panned out, it was not a great edge rusher class. I, like a lot of other people, shit on the kid out of Purdue, George Karlofkis, who's who's going to play the Cardinals, coincidentally, week one with Kansas City, has had a nice preseason. But this edge class wasn't it. So I feel right. like this year is going to be the year of make it work with Band-Aids and duct tape, and then let's go get a, a top 50 edge rusher next year. But I would say most important thing is you got to get the junkyard dog back on the field, happy, write a fat check to Marcus Golden, <laughs> who has certainly paid his dues and is the only kind of pulse you have as a pass rusher at outside linebacker, Bo. It just pay him this. I mean, pay him for this year. I mean, yeah, we, we usually million. see we see the deals there for future years. Like you got seventeen million dollars in cap space. What are you holding on to that for? I mean, it, it doesn't roll over. It's not rollover minutes like we're used to no. from our college days, Johnny. I mean, that's you, you don't get to use it in the future. So why not? You know, show some respect to your guy. Get him in there. You're only proven commodity as far as the pass rush goes. I. I selfishly want to see some sacks from the third round, guys. I want to see my Jay Sanders finally. Of course, get home. of course and, you do, because then you yes. feel good about next year. Just let him eat tomorrow. That's what I see. Want to see, and then let's talk about him. Your guy, he's on the thumbnail for the show. The graphic that we tease everything. Andy Isabella. <laughs> Andy Isabella. Can he secure? Can he continue? His strong preseason where he's leading the Arizona Cardinals as far as catches and receiving yards, and he's even drawn a couple flags for big yardage. Andy Isabella, can he just round out this preseason with another strong performance, another like 40 to 50-yard performance, you know, a couple, you know, four to five catches to say, hey, I can be one of your top six guys. Let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's let's ride off in the sunset together for fourth and final year. Tennessee secondary is, is pretty ass. It's not very good. Their cornerbacks <laughs> were not good last year. They're playing backup Saturday. I think Andy eats. Um, he could even get in the end zone. Uh, and I think he makes, I think he makes the team because he's put on some voodoo witchcraft with the rest of this uh, start and receiving core. Antoine Wesley, who I love uh, and I hope he has a quick recovery is significantly better NFL player. He's hurt yeah. right now. He's got a groin. Uh, if anybody's had a groin, they're not fun and they take forever to heal. And then Hopkins is out for six games. So he's on the team. I I've come to grips with that. I'd, I'd be stupid and foolish to put a projection together for 53 man and not have him on the team. But I, I don't ever think he's going to see live bullets for this team offensively. I think they would rather split out one of the tight ends, rightfully so shit, man, you split out Daryl Williams at, at yeah. receiver. If they end up keeping him, I don't think they want to throw him regular season balls because they've been burned so many times. If he plays special teams, awesome. I could even I could see a scenario ball where they put together the game plan, they carry six receivers and they make five active, and he's inactive again. And and Greg Dorch, yeah. rightfully so, is your fifth receiver and returns kicks for you. <laughs> I I can't believe that we still see the uh, the Andy Isabella truthers out there that think think hey, given the op, he, he, he's a different guy. You know, he's like he's the same guy that we've seen same. the last three years. Same. Like there's. There's just not, I mean, it's it's just a definition of insanity if, if you think that you're gonna get a different Andy Isabella and more production from him. Finally, it's it's not Hassan Reddick. It's not like he's been misutilized and had three different position coaches in four years. I mean, it's yeah, Kyler Murray is his quarterback. 
If he Hell could play, yeah. we would I'm, know it. He was inactive at the end of his second year. He was he had one catch in his third year. It's like I I know he's making plays in the preseason, and that's great. And it's probably going to get him a roster spot. But I'm still not going to sit here and and rely on Andy Isabella to boost a wide receiver core when they're down their top guy for the first six games. But that doesn't mean he's he hasn't had a nice preseason. He hasn't had a nice camp. He has. Uh, he's going to probably break camp with, uh, preseason with this roster. Can we be honest with ourselves? If he was not a second round pick, he would not still be on the team. I mean, there's a stigma in the NFL based on where you're drafted. It buys you more time. It absolutely does. Keyshawn Johnson outperformed Andy his first year. Keyshawn Johnson has long not been with the Arizona Cardinals. Like it is what it is. If Andy had not been selected in the second round and Kime has to look himself in the mirror and say, I got to eat a second round pick. This is a shitty pick and I got to move on. Like if he was a fifth or sixth, he'd be gone. He wouldn't be on the team. Right, they would have done something else. Akeem Butler's gone. Remember that yeah. that draft class. I mean, God. you've got Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, and Keyshawn Johnson. Two of those three are gone, and I think it's inevitable. It's one of the, the biggest third. whiffs in a historically yeah. great wide receiver class for you to be that bad. Yeah, it's tough. Hooray! That's it's tough. why they Look. traded for two receivers that are in the receiving core right now and signed AJ Green, who's a million years old. Uh, but you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. Uh, but what you know what is a big deal, uh, Bo Brock, is getting your COVID-19 shot because I want everybody to be happy and healthy this fall when we're kicking it at PHNX tailgates for every home game. So don't come up to me coughing in my face, right? COVID-19 vaccines are free for everybody, five and up. Get your vaccine. Come party with us at our new studio. Uh, those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. And speaking of our studio, Bo, have you seen some of the, the chairs and the recliners and the couches from more furniture? Just completely unbelievable. Producer Emma thrown in my face. I'm over here in my Costco chair, breaking my back. Mm-hmm. I need a backyotomy. Everybody at PHNX <laughs> hanging with more furniture. If you want to check out their Labor Day sale, it's fantastic. Visit morefurniture, M-O-R-furniture.com. He slept with my mama. No, it's uh, <laughs> you had it nicer than my my damn living room. Our our studio is yeah, it's ten, way nicer, ten times nicer. But also, what's nicer than most of the stuff I have in my house? Uh, OGs, OGs, Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen. They've got some great things. They always do, and they want to give you some free stuff with their flavoring life sweepstakes. You can win three bags of their gummies, including orange creepsicle and any of their tropical flavors. OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and the PHNX annual membership. Sign up at gophnx.com. Click the link in our show notes. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. Products, you can find them at your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older to purchase. Arizona Cardinals at the Tennessee Titans. Bull Brock, as we round out the program today, final thoughts on this preseason? Anything stand out to you? We got a postgame show tomorrow, but just kind of putting a bow on the preseason for the Arizona Cardinals. We are, and uh, you know, I like the the toughness that this team has displayed when they've been given the opportunity. I like that this team has turned it on when they needed to, because outside of that, it's been a very relaxed training camp. If you watch the Detroit Lions on Hard Knocks, it's the complete polar opposite. Now, you know, there's some concern there. Like, you know, you gotta you gotta practice like you play, but that is not the philosophy. Is the Cardinals are concerned? Um, so, if they want this, if they want to ride this out. And they want to, you know, train like this and do preseason like this. They got to prove that it was worth it just to get guys healthy to the start line. And, um, 
you know, it, it's been interesting, but I think that this team, once they get its, their stars back in the lineup outside of DeAndre Hopkins, they should be good enough to compete with anybody in 2022. Uh, I'll knock on wood and say the Cardinals have remained relatively healthy, but that's a Cliff Kingsbury thing in his preseason. And to speak what Bo just said, the Cardinals, unlike the Bruce Arians years, they don't kill, it, kill themselves in the preseason in training yeah. camp. And why should they? They start fast every year. And I, I like the kind of camp Cliff Kingsbury runs, and I think the veteran players do too. It's a long-ass season. And again, we don't try to read too much into the preseason outside of some developmental guys. Certainly do not need to see K1 Kyler Murray play or Hopkins play or James Conner play. But I do like the competitive spirit of a lot of the second and third teamers that needed to step up. Still waiting for Mar you know Marco Wilson and Zayvon Collins to, to bust out of their shells. If they potentially play tomorrow, maybe that's not a great sign. But, I mean, what could it hurt at this point? Cardinals have, I would say, more answers than questions. But the questions they do have, like in the secondary, like at inside linebacker, are so glaring that it, it dominates the headlines. I know we had a comment earlier, like, I can't believe Kime's going to roll into the season with this cornerback group, for better or worse. I mean, you got week one, Travis Kelsey. You got week two, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. Like, the NFL and the Cardinals schedule is a rigor of playmakers maybe they just plan on outscoring everybody bo we're outscoring everybody here at phnx cardinals podcast check out our website gophnx.com the phnx merchandise locker sale that's going on right now and you can cop one of these fresh lids that bo and i are rocking right now on the cheap on the discount we've got a ton of merch on sale in preparation for our new merch but our old merch also be good it's the summer sale to phnx merchandise locker again items up to 50 percent off if you've seen the gear around the Valley and who we can, of course you have pick it up at the PHNX locker today uh, for my co-host. I am Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. We will be live manana post game cards at Titans with our guy DA Damian Anderson. In the meantime, be sure to like subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast, like this video and uh, yeah, have a great Friday night. We'll see you tomorrow for post game. Peace.